Man Up, a program dedicated to inspiring and helping men live lives of heroic virtue. And now, it's time to Man Up. Welcome to Man Up on Iowa Catholic Radio. I am Joe Stapios, and today I'll be joined by Kyle Savage, and we are going to discuss the Dobbs decision, this wonderful Supreme Court decision that really changed the landscape for the pro-life cause in America. Let us start in prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle, be our protection against the wickedness and the snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray, and do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan, and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Obviously, I had Kyle on uh, previous, uh, back in June, to discuss, hey, we have this leaked case. What's going to happen? You know, it, it might happen. You know, we don't know. And um, sure enough, it, it not only happened, not only did the Dobbs decision uh, happen in favor of the pro-life cause, but it, it more than happened. Uh, it, it was one of the greatest, um, all the reading I've done on it, and Kyle's done a lot more, which is why I'm having on the show, but I've done a lot of, of reading of excerpts and of listening to talks on it, and um, it was a it was a home run for people who are who are textualists for people who believe in the Constitution and it was a home run for the pro life cause um, for a myriad of, of reasons and it it's a it's a absolutely response to fifty years of prayers um, fifty years of pro life advocacy uh, fifty years of of us of of the of the Christians Christian movement and the pro life movement just not stopping. Uh, until this happened, and it, it it truly is a monumental day that I'll ne- a day I'll never forget, and um, it, it's just so exciting now to be on the front lines. Um, we are we are now in the fight. Uh, we are now the pro life. We've been handed the torch to to start uh, every every sermon I heard that weekend, whether it was from the bishop or from my parish pastor or another. Pa- I've heard a bunch of them. They were all. Yes, let's celebrate. This is a great, this is the day the Lord has made. Let us celebrate and rejoice in it. But now let us love those who hate us and let us let us evangelize to them in love. Let us show them the truth in love. Uh, it was it was amazing that every every sermon I heard from daily mass to Sunday mass that week was the same thing. And I think that's our call um, as Christians is to show them love. The early Christians, they evangelized based on how they loved one another, and they love their neighbor. So let's do that. Let's keep that in mind uh, as we evangelize those around us. We're going to head to a short break, and when we return, Kyle Savage will be with me to discuss the Dobbs decision. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Dental Associates, addressing your smile needs and dreams. 515-225-6742, Des Moines-DentalAssociates.com. Thank you, Dental Associates, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio was provided by Bows and the Florist. Valentine's Day, Mother's Day, weddings, whatever the message, say more with Bozen. Bozen.com, 515-244-ROSE. Bozen makes the moment mean more. Thank you to our business partner, McDonald Imaging Solutions, a family-owned business that offers branding apparel, promotional products, and provides an online customer store for business and organizations. 515-276-2587, mcdonaldimagingsolutions.com. Mercy College of Health Sciences is hosting the Greater Des Moines Partnerships Out to Lunch series on July 13th at 11 a.m. Join Iowa Catholic Radio in the parking lot next to the Mercy College campus on the corner of 7th and Crocker. Enjoy lunch and meet the new Mercy College president, Dr. Adrian Henry. Learn more at iowacatholicradio.com. Comes you. You're right here. 
Welcome back to Man Up on Iowa Catholic Radio. I am joined today by my good friend, Mr. Kyle Savage. And we are back, baby, celebrating uh, the decision, the Dobbs decision that the Supreme Court handed down now a couple weeks back. But man, oh man, I'm still riding high. Still riding high again. We had done the episode previous too, right? So they had the leaked document and Kyle joined us to talk about, hey, what would happen if if this does get overturned. And now we're here to talk about it's overturned. We have the decision and we're going to talk through the decision and what it means to us as Catholic men, what it means to us as getting down in the trenches and getting to work. So Kyle, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me, Joe. All right. So you and I mean, first off, you were in Medjugorje when it happened. Where were you when it happened when it came uh, down? I was actually sitting at Frank Hardy's in, kitchen. Oh, were you, you reckon you were back in America? Yep, okay. It was okay. uh, two or three days after we got, got back. It. Uh, I was having coffee with Frank at just talking about the trip to Medjugorje. And he actually said, I think this is going to happen today. And then, you know, Supreme Court doesn't really hand down decisions on Fridays. Uh, But they made a special session. They made a special session. And I know my friends who are police officers weren't too thrilled with the idea of them coming out on the Friday. Why not do it on a Monday? But away, here we go. Um, It is one of those moments where I I don't think I'll forget where I ever. I mean, I think it's kind of not necessarily 9-11, like exactly where I'm at. But I think I'll always remember the moment. Because it was, it was one of those, like, it happened. Like, it's done. Like, unbelievable. Well, and it's amazing that the opinion really didn't change that much from no, the leaked opinion. It only got better, actually. It, yes, yes, it did. <laughs> you it, got it, Clarence uh, Thomas dropping bombs on, on top of it. Well, even in the opinion, you had Alito talking about how you can't intimidate the Supreme Court, that that type of behavior doesn't have any place in, in um, U.S. jurisprudence. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was great to see that really the only changes that occurred in the opinion were substantive changes about not being intimidated yep. and that the justices stuck together. Um, you do have a interesting occurrence where Chief Justice uh, Roberts, um, who was probably more with the minority prior to the uh, the leak, coming over to the majority, but without really coming over to the majority. So I think it's fair to say this was like a five- you know, five, five three, four, one, yeah, yeah, yeah. opinion. Five, three, one, yeah. It, it was, it was a monumental day, and a day that mm-hmm. we've all for we've been praying about for a long time. And it was a day that um, I, I know for just for many people, it's been again answered prayers. How many times we've all, we've we've it was almost surreal, right? I mean, mm-hmm. so many of us were just like, I still like. You know, it's kind of like being a sports fan. Like, is it actually going to happen? Are we actually going to win this thing? Are we actually going to get the ball over the goal line? And then it happens. Like, oh, my gosh, it actually happened. Like, I can't believe it actually happened. Yeah, and I would say it's almost more similar to, like, your city or state getting a professional team. Because what, what happened in this decision isn't really yeah. a, a pro-life victory as much as it was it opened up the game. Yeah. Right? And That's a great point. Roe v. Wade, what it did was it was a total judicial overreach into an area of life that was not part of our um, history or our tradition mm-hmm. as a country. And the Dobbs opinion, the first— I want to say the first 14 pages are going through how uh, abortion was illegal in every state. It is not a tradition that's deeply rooted in American uh, history. And then you get into the uh, the legal opinions that led to Roe. Well, it was based on a in, or sorry, in large part, it was based on a uh, law review article that was two years older than Roe. Well, we talked a lot about this on the previous episode and how it even came to be. Yep. And that's why, so there were headlines, obviously you and I have been on lots of text groups and I'm sure mm-hmm. phones blowing up. And one of the headlines that came up of New York Times or whatever it was, was, you know, women's rights to abortion is now gone after 50 years. And I said, actually, the headline should have been like, uh, abortion allowed for 50 years, even though it was illegal. Right. So that's essentially the way it should have been. Like it, it, it never should have existed in the way it was, you know. Correct. And there's a, you're seeing a lot of headlines where 
it's saying that this constitutional right was taken away. It's no, what the Dobbs opinion is saying is that this was never a constitutional right to begin with. And and that's why I'm actually quite glad that the Supreme Court didn't overreach the other way and say it's completely illegal. Yeah, exactly. And that's that's exactly right. And I think one of the things I get from these justices and people are, you know, obviously there's a lot of people freaking out. I'm like, I truly believe a guy like Clarence Thomas, if the shoe was on the other foot and abortion had been made, like if a law had passed to make abortion legal and that was the law of the land, he would he would just do what the Constitution says. Like, I truly believe these mm-hmm. people are are not, I mean, they're not legislating from the bench. It's the opposite. They're just trying to read the, the tea leaves and they're trying to interpret the Constitution as best as possible. And that's what they came up with, which, again, guys like you and basic law school students can look at this and say, this is a terribly, terribly decided case. Uh, the row was Dobbs is fantastic. Oh, yeah, sorry. Row is what I'm speaking of. Um, yes. Dobbs was fantastic. <laughs> that might be an understatement of how fantastic it was, yeah. Uh, so, and the, uh, that Friday, so I, I leave having coffee with Frank Hardy. Uh, my mentor and I, we went and got coffee and sat there in a Starbucks and read this entire opinion. Um, it's like 200 Stern. It's like... Yep. Yeah, we sat at Starbucks for like an hour and a half to two hours just reading this, and we would just quote back and forth to each other the, the language in it. And it was so great, Joe, in that there was no flowery, flowery language yeah. in this. Like in Casey, um, there's this really oh, famous yeah. oh, line yeah. from Kennedy about how that uh, something about your right to self-determination is what sets your place in the universe or something like that. Well, legally, you can't really make a determination on that sentence, right? Like what, what yeah. does that mean legally? We don't know. Yeah. Well, this court said, well, we don't either. So we're going to cut out that decision. That's not, our, that's, yeah, that's not what we're here to do. Our job right. is not to do that. Our job is to look at the Constitution, mm-hmm. look at the, the laws that are on the books and say, you know, yes, up, up or down. Right. And this decision, this is what I mean. So when you're having discussions, again, I, I want to make sure we're always bringing this back. Yes, we want to educate you on the decision. But then B, we want to help you understand, like to have conversations with people. One of the things that is so I don't know, disheartening to me is the lack of just understanding of civics. Yes. Basic civics 101. So whether you are for or against abortion shouldn't necessarily – I mean, this the, – the ruling is it, – it doesn't even apply to that necessarily, right? So this the mm-hmm. ruling is just saying what is, what is the playing field? What are the rules of the game? Okay? And again, this is – give us back to the state. People in California and New York who are – who are freaking out right now? It's like, guys, you guys have you guys have more liberal laws than every country in the world mm-hmm. right now. So, but what are you what are you yelling and screaming about? And again, as a pro life guy, do I want to see those laws eradicated? Yes, I want to see it done the correct way through the ballot box. I want to see mm-hmm. people elect le- legislators who then go out and do it. And obviously, we talked about this at the end of last episode. If this gets overturned, which hallelujah, it is now. Now that the work is on us, right? It's for it's for us to do it. That said, when you're talking with people about this case. Specifically, I saw these posts, obviously, on Facebook or whatever. Oh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg said that a woman's right is this. Blah, 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 blah. I'm like, she can say that all she wants. Mm-hmm. But what does the Constitution say? And what does the law of the land say? Because they're very different things. Like, I could say that I think everyone deserves, you know, free cars or whatever. Like, that's fine. But there's no law. No one's ever passed a law that says everyone deserves free cars. And no one's ever had a vote on it, which no one's ever voted on this to the affirmative. So a lead, there's two things on the Ruth Bader Ginsburg front. Um, as pro-lifers, we owe her a tremendous thank you oh, I know. for for, stay, for deciding that she wanted to try and survive the Trump presidency, because if, if she hadn't done that and had retired during the Obama administration, you wouldn't have one of the justices that helped overturn that decision. The, the, the Amy Comey Barrett, when I, I, that was another emotional, I'll never forget where I was. I was so excited when she, woman with seven kids, anyway. 
The uh, the other thing about R- RGB in this particular context is Alito quotes her extensively in the Dobbs opinion. Um, she had some really great writing. She was a fantastic jurist. Um, yes, her politics got involved with her jurisprudence mm-hmm. quite a bit, but she also had a lot of um, a lot of people don't know this, but her and Antonin Scalia were best of friends on the court. Um, and she had some really great judicial writing that made its way into this opinion, um, specifically helping overturn probably her favorite case. Yeah, and I, I have been told, again, I, I don't know much. I just listen to other people. They said that if she was on the court in 1973, she probably wouldn't have voted for Roe kind of thing because she, her jurisprudence, now once it was law of the land or once it was precedent or whatever, then it changes. But mm-hmm. correct me if I'm wrong, the way she writes a lot of times, like she might not have been a huge proponent of it at the time. You could see her maybe not. Okay. It's one of those things where it's like it's really hard to play that that type yeah. of guessing game because she would have had a totally different chief justice. Yeah. It would have been a totally different court at that yeah. time. And, and at the time, it was a court made up of all men. Yeah. You know, when when she was on the court, there were more than one. She, I don't think she was. She, well, I don't think she was, in, was yeah. obviously there. And, yep. Yeah. And, and uh, Sotomayor. So yeah. she had several other women with her on the court when she was deciding opinions. Yeah. So, again, I think f- for, I mean, in general, this, this court case, and we can dive into deeper parts of it this, this obviously did not ban abortions which is the i mean these mm-hmm. people in the streets right now it's like guys don't you like schoolhouse rock 101 this is what makes me so mad yeah do would we like to ban abortions yes we would love to but that's what you guys that's essentially what you guys did in 1973 is just make up a law this court's not making up laws they're just mm-hmm. following the laws in the books and so that's what's so frustrating to me is the the constitution the federalist system that was devised having three uh, chambers of government was done on purpose Mm -hmm. so that the courts couldn't just make up laws. And so we have this wonderful system of government that allows for you to be able to talk to your local representative. If you want in the state of Iowa, so think of this, and I probably mentioned this last time, in the state of Iowa, if you want to help pass an abortion ban, you can now talk to a person at a coffee shop who happens to be your local representative. You can do that. Mm-hmm. Prior to this, you had 0% chance of, of doing it. And there's a 0% chance of you being able to do anything like this. And so why people are freaking – I mean, I understand why they're freaking out on an emotional level. But as, a, as an American, you look at this and say, the system is working. This is the way the system is supposed to work. Yeah, and I think what you've had is that a minority of the people in America have gotten their political views – uh, put on the majority of Americans through the Supreme Court, and now that that shoe is literally on the other foot. Yeah. Um, and, th- and that's what I meant by earlier. Everybody, every state just got their own sports franchises. You took what was a national issue and has now that's made right. it a hyper local issue in every single state. Yeah, and because it does add complexities to certain things. Yeah, but like, good. Like, let's mm-hmm. let's work through this stuff. Much better than having the government tell us what we can. And by the way, if if abortion is such a highly demanded thing by the entire country, a law will get passed eventually, right? So, like, the Congress and the Senate will eventually pass a law if they really want this. But, the, but the, this decision saying is this was not in the Constitution. This was not, in the, as, as you can imagine, if anyone with two cents could say, well, of course the founders of the country didn't write this in the Constitution. They could never have imagined it, and it never existed anywhere else. But they did. There was there was laws in the books in all states criminalizing abortion oh, yeah, at a certain yeah, point. Yes. So when someone says that they, they hadn't thought of this particular issue, it's no, this was a well-settled issue for yeah. the first couple hundred years of this country. Against it. You're correct. Yeah, exactly. So here we are. I want to dive a little deeper into the actual writings because there's some brilliant stuff in there. So obviously you've read all 200 pages. I'll let you kind of run with 
you know, what were some of the things that were major highlights for for you reading it, saying, "Man, this this was awesome. This was awesome." Uh, Alito has um, basically taken the idea of justices inserting new lo- new rights into the Constitution and said, "We're not going to do that anymore." Um, that's a breath of fresh air because you never you never knew when the U.S. Uh, Supreme Court was convening mm. what new rights might be coming out of there. And that that political critique that the Supreme Court was acting as a super legislature and that the legislature had deferred a lot of its authority to the Supreme Court as well as to the executive branch, I, I think that's a 100% correct critique. So Alito talking about how we're not going to find rights where they're in the Constitution unless they're specifically in the Constitution – um, he did not get into this quite as much, but I think it's definitely implied in that the Ninth Amendment says that the rights that are uh, not specifically enumerated are reserved to the people. I think the Roe Court took the idea that any right that they thought should be with the people, they were going to grant, and they were going to shoehorn it in through the First, Fourth, Fifth, or Ninth Amendment, and Roe took all of those and said, you can find a right to abortion somewhere in one of these. If you just make it up, it'll come. Yeah, exactly. Right. And, and what Alito did is he gave a fantastic framework on when you find a right in the Constitution. Um, and a lot of that had already existed. It's just Roe and Casey, for some reason, were an exception to that. Um, and the other thing he did is he gave a great framework on stare decisis. Now, stare decisis is that judicial doctrine that you rely on precedent. Mm-hmm. Casey, the 1992 Supreme Court opinion that upheld Roe, exclusively relied on stare decisis for keeping Roe. So when, what they what they did here as well, so yes, the, the big headline is um, abortion is now a state issue. The subheadline is is we are now going to be taking a look at precedents on an individual basis, and here is a framework that Alito put in this opinion for overturning or evaluating precedent going forward because stare decisis is often a doctrine where uh, if we like what we're talking about here, we're going to blame stare decisis for keeping it. If we don't like what we're talking about here, we're going to give you reasons why this one needed overturned. So um, stare decisis comes out of the very first Supreme Court opinion and then was not used again until I think Dred Scott. So you have Marbury versus Madison. That's where the supremacy of the U.S. Supreme Court's established. And it took, I think, almost 100 years before that doctrine was ever enacted. And it was in one of the worst decisions ever. Yeah. So. Going further than that, and so this is so when we saw the leaked document, was that in the leaked document? I don't know if it was. I, I don't remember. I, yeah. I did not read the whole leaked document. Um, I figured I'd wait yeah. until the opinion came out. So, well, what wasn't in the leaked document was Clarence Thomas's concurring opinion. And, Correct. And Clarence Clarence Thomas just took a hammer in Anvil and went. It was great. So he so yeah, he's the man, and he wrote. There's one specific quote in here. It says substantive. Substantive due process conflicts with the textual command and has harmed our country in many ways. Accordingly, we should eliminate it from our jurisprudence at the earliest opportunity. Substantive due process. Talk to us about substantive due process, and, and I'm sure you just lit up like a Christmas tree when you read that. <laughs> um, I am not a fan of substantive due process, <laughs> and there's somewhere else in his concurrence where he talks about that due process guarantees process, right? Substance, substance and process are two separate things under the law, and so when the court— and I don't know exactly when they did this, but they created this substantive due process doctrine. It, it essentially shoehorned in these ideas of rights into the government guaranteeing you that there will be process before you are denied life, liberty, or, or property. Hmm. Um, 
it, it, it's really a difficult judicial doctrine. You don't spend a whole lot of time of it on mm. it in law school because it's like, hey, here's what this case said. It's a technically a substantive due process case. Here's the reasoning in another case that's totally separate from that, but they're but, allegedly using the same doctrine. Yeah, exactly. And so Clarence, not, and this is something that as a conservative, as, as a textualist, as someone who looks at this and says, well, this is not written into the laws of the Constitution. You're kind of making the stuff up as you go. It drives us nuts because all I want is the people who are elected mm-hmm. to make the laws and then they have the courts say if those laws are legal or not. That's essentially all we want, right? It's just a, a very – we want the court to call the balls and strikes and we want the – the legislative branch, the ones that I can call my congressmen, the people who are elected to be able to have their votes up or down on these things. Like it's, it's a fairly simple thing as a conservative to look at this. Right. And the, when, you, when they're calling balls and strikes, they're also looking at the rule of what is a strike? What is a ball? Mm-hmm. What you don't want them doing is creating a third new category of, of you know, additional items that yeah. could be ball strike and other. It's changing right? the rules of the game as you go, right? Correct. And that's what I think frustrates so much. Someone like myself and a lot of the conservative movement is saying, listen, like we all we want is the opportunity to have a level playing field and then let us go and we can make laws and whatnot. Well, so well, in Clarence Thomas's decision, there's a lot of questionable decisions that have been made that have come down because of this uh, substantive due process. And a, a Burgerfell would be one of those or some in the 70s and 80s. Um, and so he's just saying, listen, all this stuff similar to Roe, Roe was. In, was was wrongly decided because mm-hmm. it was relying on all of this this random stuff. He goes, there are other court cases that we should relook at because they were wrongly decided. Now, some of these things are from way back. I'm trying to think. It was was it contraception or something? Uh, Gris, like, Griswold's contraceptives and the uh, like. A, a law would pass today, no problem on a lot of this stuff, right? And so it, people wouldn't need to. Oh, they're going to take away your right to do this. Like, no, 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 no. Like, it would just a law would just get passed the next day if it got overturned. But that's the way it's supposed to be. That's Clarence Thomas's point. It's like. Okay, that's fine then. Like, pass the law. Right, and that, that's exactly what he's saying in his concurrence. Uh, I saw an article in the Wall Street Journal that, you know, it basically said Clarence Thomas is coming for your rights. It's, well, you don't have those rights in the Constitution. Yeah. You have those rights based on Supreme Court jurisprudence, which, again, that is supposed to be the same level as the Constitution. But what he's saying there is if you want, you know, and to the Obergefell point, the states were well on their way yeah. to marching through the institutions there and, and passing laws regarding you know gay marriage. Uh, I don't think most states would – I can't think of a single state that would say, yes, we're going to completely ban contraceptives for married couples because that was specifically yeah. the yeah. Um, decision in Griswold was that married couples mm-hmm. could use contraceptives. Um, so, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think you should read – Clarence Thomas's concurrence as he's coming for your rights. But again, that's how you're hearing it. And it's so frustrating because he's, all he's saying is, no, like, these are wrong that decided court cases. Mm-hmm. We're going to give the power back to the people where it belongs and yep. let the people and their elected representatives make these decisions. Well, and he and I don't remember if it was in the actual concurrence or if he's talked about it in other places. Uh, what was great about going to Creighton Law is Clarence Thomas came to Creighton oh, yeah, while we were there. That's incredible. And, and so we got to see him speak. But uh, so I might be going back to one of those where he was talking about this. But basically... He's a huge proponent of the Equal Protections Clause, and that got basically um, just decimated right after it was passed by a Supreme Court case. And so there are other areas in the Constitution, in the writing of the Constitution, you could ground a lot of these rights. You don't have to use the judicially created substantive due process. And then if they still aren't considered an equal protection or something that should be protected by the Due Process Clause, you're absolutely right. Pass a law. Yeah. All right. We've got to wrap this part up. You're sticking around for another... Uh, part. We're going to head to a short break, and when we return, we'll wrap up this conversation on what to do next. What can we do 
as pro-life Americans with this new uh, this new court case has been handed down on the Dobbs decision. We're going to head to short break. We'll be right back. Iowa Catholic Radio welcomes Scotty McCreary with special guest Ali Colleen. Give myself five more Sunday, July 24th at the Iowa Event Center Ballroom. I'm in between. Tickets and information available at CelebrateCountry.org. Sponsored by Ball Team. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by the Sarah Vocations Ministry, including the St. Sarah Club of Des Moines and the Sarah Club of Council Bluffs. Sarah is an apostolate of the Worldwide Catholic Church dedicated to fostering and supporting priesthood and religious vocations. Sarans strive to accomplish their mission through prayer, fellowship, and service to the bishop priests, sisters, and all in religious formation, and in doing so to increase their own holiness. Learn more at joinsara.org, join S-E-R-R-A dot org. Thank you, Sarans, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Welcome back to Man Up on Iowa Catholic Radio uh, with my friend Kyle Savage discussing the Dobbs decision. We we obviously went through the details. A lot of it. There's even there's a lot more we could cover. Uh, we're not going. I mean, obviously, one of the big things to me was just the dissent was almost quoting no court cases. It was just we like abortion. Look at how much we like abortion. There's there's a reason for it, but it had nothing to do with the actual Constitution. Whereas, as you mentioned, the first sixty pages are just quotes, 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 quotes of all the of why this isn't constitutional. All right. Now, as we talked about last time, the ball's in our court. Mm -hmm. We now, as pro-life Iowans, pro-life Americans, we've been fighting for this day. It's like the sports analogy. We've been just get us, let us be on the team. Let us be on the field. Let me show you what I can do. Now we're on the field. Yep. Now it's time to man up in in a real way. It is time to lead your family. It is time to lead your coworkers. It's time to lead your church. It's time to lead this community to understand. So sharpen your swords. Mm-hmm. Start you know reading up on this stuff, and you, know, you don't need to be a legal scholar like Kyle. You don't need to be super. You know, we, don't, we, we hopefully gave you a thumbnail sketch of the, of the reasoning of why we're doing this. But now, like, get into get into the game. We need everyone on the team now. I mean, this is the time we're, we're all called to evangelize, and some of us, um, some of us have, are are gifted with certain things. This is a this is, we are in need of evangelization right now. One of the easiest things you can do. Uh, and this is one of the most immediate things you can do is support your local crisis pregnancy centers, oh, yeah. uh, specifically financially, because a lot of them have a three to five hundred dollar a day security budget. A now. day, a yeah. day, and and they they had uh, no idea this opinion was coming, so they're getting security on an emergency basis yeah. um, to protect their clinics from people yeah. coming and throwing rocks or trying to burn them down. And we've seen some violence up in Wisconsin already. So if you're looking, for well, there's violence in the morning, June. I mean, so it's it's happening. Uh, I didn't know that. Yeah, uh, they try to keep it secret because they don't want everyone. But yeah, it's I know of violence that happened in Des Moines. Um, so it's it's local. I mean, so that's a great point. So support your crisis pregnancy centers and then brush up because we need everyone to understand the reason. The reason for the pro-life cause, the reason, and maybe I'll do another episode on that, on, on what are our arguments for, uh, because we are now in the game. We are now in the fight. Um, so it, it's exciting. It's an exciting time to be an Iowan, an exciting time to be an American. Kyle, thanks for joining me today to discuss the Dobbs decision uh, and to help us n- learn more about the jurisprudence of how we got here. And now the ball is in our court. So thank you for joining me today on Man Up on Iowa Catholic Radio. I am Joe Stopulus. It's time to man up. Man Up, inspiring men to live out their call to holiness. 